This is the Joy Top 20, counting down the biggest Christian hits in Toronto this week. Zach Williams, Fear is a Liar, number seven this week here on the Joy Top 20. What an unmistakable voice he has. And as promised, this is a good segue. I'm joined now by another one of Christian music's most unique voices, Jordan St. Cyr. How are you? Oh, doing well, man. And, and I mean that seriously. I think you've got such an original sound to your voice. Oh, thank you so much. You know, it's uh, it's one of our you know deals as artists is, is to try and stand out and use whatever God's given us to do that. So I very much appreciate you saying that. Well, it's you know I find it really hard to compare you to anyone else. I've tried. Uh, you've got yeah, yeah. you've got the sweet sounds of like a Patrick Monaghan or a Jackson Brown, but with like this cool. beautifully distressed tone, like a Ryan Stevenson. And then when yeah. you reach back for those bigger notes, you remind me of one of my all-time favorite singers, Phil Collins. Wow. I'll take, <laughs> I'll take that to the bank. Okay. <laughs> have, have your family or friends ever compared you to anyone? Absolutely. You know what? I, I grew up listening to John Mayer quite a bit. So in some of the softer tones um, and some of my earlier singer-songwriter music, uh, they would often compare me to him. Um, again, like most people, a big fan of the Need to Breathe guys. So I get I get uh, compared to those guys a little bit, but uh, I'm going to take the Phil Collins one and run with it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's when you really reach back and belt out a note. But uh, anyway, no, cool. I, I really love your uh, music and your artistry, and uh, been a fan of yours for for some time. Um, oh, thank you. Wanted to ask you about uh, uh, a worship leader or a CCM artist. How do you see yourself? Because I think labels are awful, and what I really, yeah, yeah. What, what I really think that you do is show that there's no limits or lane you're supposed to stay in. Wow, that's that's amazing because I, I think you just, you know, said what's really really on my heart. Um, you know, I grew up um, with in a musical family, but ultimately I, I got into music just because I had a heart for worship, and I've led worship my entire life. And, um, but I, I really love this pop sensibility of, of music and especially contemporary Christian music. But ultimately, um, for me, uh, when I step out on stage, like I'm, I'm, I'm leading worship kind of no matter what kind of song I'm singing, because ultimately, uh, for me in this genre, I'm, I'm singing to Jesus. And, um, I would say I'm, I'm right on the fence as far as, a, a you know, a worship musician or a contemporary Christian artist. Um, ultimately these, these songs are, are for God and his people. So that's where I'm, that's where I'm staying. Yeah. I think, you know, even in the Christian music scene, we're conditioned to put artists in a specific genre or format, and maybe that's just our human nature, but I've always been about Mm -hmm. art that sort of defies expectations or blurs any preconceived convention. Uh, I think your music over the last year, especially has done that. And I think the, the songs are so memorable, uh, because they could have, you know, appealed to any sort of fan of any genre of music. Yeah, well, thank you for saying that. I think, um, you know, ultimately when I when I write a song, I'm not writing for, you know, let's say there's 100 people in the room and, and 99 of them are, are believers. You know, I think when they come to a show or when they come to a church service, they're already in because they're they're part of the group. But if we can kind of speak to that that one person there that, that doesn't know God yet and we can inspire them to... Uh, to a, to a faith or, or to to know God in a in a different way, uh, that would be my goal. And I think uh, when we 
use that perspective in our writing process, we have to dig a little deeper and we've got to reach a little further. Yeah, we're reminded of that uh, same thing in in Christian radio all the time because I sit behind a microphone right now. I don't know how many people are actually listening to to our voices when we talk, but you're hoping you can at least reach one person that uh, may be scanning the dial or or find something here. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, And I actually think it's rare to find anyone in Christian music that didn't start out singing or leading worship in their church. You know, it's, you know, I guess everyone takes sort of different paths uh, into music, but somehow God brings music back into the lives of people when they're ready. And, you know, there's so many amazing stories I can think of, like Darren Mulligan from We Are Messengers or uh, a Micah Tyler who barely knew how to play guitar when he was asked to be a youth worship leader at his church and, right. and that kind of thing. Ryan Stevenson, who I mentioned, he was a paramedic by day and was That's begged right. to join a Battle of the Bands contest as the 10th entry or otherwise the whole show would you know, be canceled. He ended up winning <laughs> the contest, which gave him studio time to record one song. Now, have you heard this before? Before that. Yeah, absolutely. You have? Yeah. He, he physically yeah. revived someone as a paramedic who was struck by lightning. And then he met the survivor <laughs> one year later at a banquet that honored amazing stories of first responders. And the woman asked Ryan what he wanted from life because she could see he was meant for more. And he told her that he just won the studio recording session but needed another $4,000 to record a full album. She wrote wow, him a check so that good. day. The album that he created got Ryan his first recording deal. You can't make this stuff up. I mean, you can't, you can't, you just want to see the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if he's done that anyway. I I know a little bit about your start in music, but uh, can you share with our listeners, you know, the path that you traveled before following a career in Christian music? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You know, like I said, I started as a worship leader, kind of like Michael Tyler's story. I I barely knew how to play guitar and I was asked to lead worship uh, in our youth group. And uh, I think it was my heart for worship that propelled me to to learn and, and stay in my room for three, five hours at a time and, and learn uh, the craft uh, just to be able to play, you know, guitar better and sing better. Um, but ultimately, I found myself in a, in a band, uh, actually, with my older brother and my younger brother, and we played bars for like six years uh, in and around Winnipeg and, uh, and surrounding provinces. And uh, I got my education uh, just kind of about people. Uh, we're all just longing to connect. And, um, and, and I really cut my teeth uh, in the bar scene in Winnipeg. And uh, I always found myself as a bit of an outlier because I, I still led worship on Sunday mornings and I play the bar on, on Saturday night. And, and uh, I was just one of those guys that uh, felt... I had the ability to stay true to my beliefs throughout that whole scene, even though I was in the midst of what looked uh, like a pretty crazy, crazy lifestyle uh, for the people around me. And uh, that drew me um, to a point of where I just, I needed to say the name of Jesus. Like I needed to, these were just things within me that, that were, were crying out to be said. And I found myself kind of just, starting a new chapter and, uh, in, in Christian music and, and said, God, you know what, this is within me. I, I started music because I love to worship. And, uh, and he's like, you know what, it's time Jordan for you to, to do that. Um, I was kind of fought against that because it came so naturally. So it's not easy, but it just was, it was in me to do. And I always felt I needed to kind of go against the current of, um, 
of, of what came naturally and, and fight for my beliefs and fight for who I was. And, and God's just like, this is who you are, you know, sing, sing for me, sing for my people and I will make a way for you. And over the last couple of years, he's, he's done that and so much more. Oh, amazing. And that's sometimes the hardest part is giving up that control or fighting against your own, you know, sort of instincts or desires. Yeah. You know, like I had this idea, we have this idea of how, of this plan and uh, how it's going to unfold. And God says, like, I can see all things, you know, I can see your future. Um, my plans for you are so much greater than your own. Um, are you willing to, to give those to me and, and follow me in this and have a relationship through this? And uh, then he blows your socks off. So, <laughs> well, and yeah, surrender. You know, it's it's one of the that's right. It's the toughest things I think we can do as believers. But uh, I wanted to ask you about your song "In My Lifetime" because it's such an awesome declaration of hope. Uh, it's what mm-hmm. I feel, and and I think you know the song has spoken to so many like me. Uh, even becoming number one here on Joy Radio. Can you tell us about why you needed to write that song? You know, as I as I grew up. Um, you know, as you, you become an adult and you get married and you have kids and, and life progresses, uh, for me personally, um, these were things that I was finding that I wasn't believing in. Um, I found it, you know, I just came to, to grips with, you know what, I know God's the God of miracles. I know he wants to heal people. He wants to set people free. Um, I, you know, I want to see my friends and my family sing his name and believe in him in their hearts. But for some reason, I've, I've kind of, you know, gone away from this, you know, believing this big God, you know? And uh, so when we were writing in my lifetime, I just needed to kind of get quiet with God and just ask him, you know, what are the things that you want me to believe in? What are the things you want your people to believe in? And, um, like as as a kid, these are the things, you know, I believe that God could do miracles. That was easy. You know, God wants to heal people. This is his heart. And so I just needed to proclaim these things um, so that I could get back to, to, you know, where God had me as a child, you know, just more of a childlike faith. And uh, it's become an anthem in my heart. And I think it's become an anthem uh, for people in their communities uh, that are longing for more God. And I love the way that you end the track with the simple yet so powerful, thank you, Jesus. I love the way the mm. song, I love the way it ends. Yeah. You know what? He's just, he's just so good. Um, and it's in his goodness. And, and that's why, you know, the miracles are, are a thing. And the, you know, setting people free are a thing because, because he is just that good and he's for us and he loves us. And, um, and I mean, who doesn't want to be thankful for that, you know? Mm-hmm. Very sure. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Yeah. So just this week, you've sent to radio your brand new track that we're going to debut right here on Joy right now. Uh, yeah. He, you know, hearing about the song, I've gone and listened to the lyric video on YouTube about a couple dozen times over the last few days. And dude, I think awesome. you've got another amazing song here. Can you tell me about it? Yeah. You know what? This is uh, this is a song that I actually started writing back in 2013. And, uh, this was the moment where I, God took, started me on this journey and, and brought me back into contemporary Christian music. And, um, I was on tour, uh, in 2013, supporting my singer songwriter album, uh, entitled anchors. And, uh, I was doing a lot of just different, you know, coffee shops 
and, uh, you know, singer songwriter venues and that sort of thing. And, uh, I had one stop at a Bible college in three hells, Alberta. And, um, you know, God just kind of woke me up and he provided a bit, a bit of a breakthrough in my heart. And, uh, I was speaking to the students there just about surrender. And I just had to kind of stop, pause and just tell them, you know what, guys, I actually, I think this message this, this evening is for me. And, uh, from from that point on, it was the beginning of a long journey of myself just laying down this idea of what success as a musician, uh, my idea of the direction of where I was going as an artist, I was able to just lay that down uh, before God. And he gave me this, this song, you know, and in the bridge, it talks about just, you know, laying down your past, your present and your future, laying down you know, your family and the comforts of where you live. And, uh, you know, God's taken me so much further than, you know, laying down just a career. You know, he, he really desires everything you have. And, and, and I say that it, it's a good thing. It's not like he just wants it for himself. He just, you know, trade in your idea of what you have for your life and he will give you something so much greater. You're listening to the Joy Top 20. That is Jordan Saints here. Here's his brand new song, Hallelujah, Lay It Down. Hallelujah, I am broken. I'm broken wide open to lay it down. Hallelujah, Lay It Down. Jordan Saints here. His brand new song on the Joy Top 20, and he joins me on the phone right now. Jordan, I understand... uh, a great song, by the way. I told you I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I understand a Canadian lady named Jaylene Johnson helped co-write the song with you. Uh, yeah. How long have you known her, and, and what was the, the writing experience like? I've known Jaylene probably just shy of 10 years. And uh, you know what? She was so instrumental in kind of um, introducing me to Nashville. And uh, my first trip down there was with her. And uh, she kind of, quote-unquote, discovered me in... Uh, kind of a, a writer's listening session at one of our Manitoba music events in Winnipeg. And uh, she heard one of my songs and uh, we kind of found out that, you know, we shared this belief in Jesus and started writing, you know, songs uh, about our, our faith journeys. And, uh, and we just, you know, we found kind of kindred spirits there and um, eventually stumbled upon the song, lay it down. And we wrote it with uh another girl, Taylor Watson out in Nashville. And we didn't know what it was going to do. All it was, it shared kind of my heart and my story for how I wanted God's idea of, of, uh, you know, what I wanted his future, not my future. And uh, we didn't know what it was going to do because now we're here five years later and it's finally just hitting the radio. So I'm really excited uh, for people to hear this new song. Can you tell me your thoughts or impressions about, the Canadian Christian music scene? Cause I, I can't remember a time uh, when the Lord has inspired so many talented writers and singers at one time. Is there something going on yeah. in this country or is this, you know, maybe something more straightforward, like technology is able to bring us together more. Yeah. I think we're in, we're just in a new, a new season, a new anointing. Uh, there's a freshness. There's artists that are willing to dig a little deeper. I think partly it is technology because the world's uh, become that much smaller and we've now have the resources uh, I think to to just create better music a lot quicker. 
but uh, but God is up to something, and I'm just really excited to be a part of it. But I would definitely point to God on this one and say he's He's doing something really neat in our country. Yeah, I think from yourself to uh, The Color, Dan Bremness, John Steingard, Drew Brown, Brooke Nichols, uh, Brent Pethick, Greg Sykes, John Bauer, Rika Seward, uh, Caves, West of Here, Chelsea Amber, Manic Drive. I mean, there's just so many great yeah. artists. And then you got the veterans like Loving the Outcome, Matt Marr. John and Tim Neufeld, uh, Brian Dirksen. But, you know, there's this is like really high level of quality music. uh, And and there's probably so many I'm forgetting. But, yeah, it's something special, right? It it really is. And what a list. My goodness. (laughs) You know, you wouldn't think, oh, those are all Canadian. You know? Um, Yeah, I think God is just doing something special. And uh, I think... The creative hearts are responding to that, which is is just really amazing to see. Well, thank you, Jordan, for joining us and uh, helping introduce your brand new song, Hallelujah, Lay It Down, to our joy listeners. Uh, When can people start streaming the song and... And what are you working on in the fall and into early 2019? Yeah, um, so the the song will be available to purchase and to stream on August 10th. And uh, throughout the fall, I will be touring uh, Western Canada and uh, I'll be recording the rest of my EP, which should be due out maybe at the end of the year, maybe early 2019, um, depending on how that process goes. And then uh, it looks like 2019 will be filled with some U.S. dates and some more exciting news uh, that I can't share right now. But uh, oh, come on, things, scoop! We need a scoop. Things are ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got an upcoming gig in Ajax at City Gates Church on Monday, September 24th. So in our listening area, be sure to uh, catch Jordan St. Cyr when he's here next. Awesome. Thank you so much again for joining us, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you, Matt. Vote for your favorite song every week. Use the hashtag JoyTop20 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or send your votes by email to JoyTop20 at joyradio.ca. On air and online, you can listen to your favorite Christian station anywhere. Find great podcasts, videos, our full schedule, and much more. Streaming live at joyradio.ca and on our free MyJoyRadio app. Find us on iTunes or Google Play. Then listen to your favorite Joy Radio programs anytime, on demand.